0: Moed Katan, Perk Aleph, One Five. We now discuss various things that one should not do if they would reduce his simcha on Cholomoed. You'll recall that the mitzvah of Bechagecha, the obligation to rejoice on the holiday, includes not just Yom Tov itself, but also Cholomoed, and therefore there's a mitzvah D'araisa, a requirement to be sameach, to rejoice and be happy on Chol and therefore certain things are forbidden, says the Mishnah, Reb Meir Omer, Es HaNegoem, L'Hakel, Reb holds that a person may show a newly emerged, um, even newly emerged, um, nega, that's like tzuras, like a white blotch on the skin, which makes a person Tame, um, to a Kohen to decide whether in fact he is Tame or not, but only if the Kohen is going to be lenient not strict. The backstory here is that a person who gets um, like a white blotch on his skin may or may not be tamid, depending on whether there's another sign which confirms it as a, as a sign of Tuma, uh, which are either that there's a healthy blotch in the middle, a healthy bit of skin in the middle, a mechio, or there are um, two white hairs. Those are confirming signs of Tuma. If not, a person is put in sequestration for seven days, after which he comes out for a second check, um, and then the Kohen the who looks, whether it's tummy or not, again, looks for those two signs, or if there's spreading of the the white blotch on the skin. Now, the way that the tuma works when it comes to nagaim, these kind of spots on the skin, is that a person retains his status quo until a kohen, specifically a kohen who acts as, like, quote-unquote, the rabbi, says otherwise. So that means a person, even if he has the white blotch with the two hairs or whatever it is, um, that are white, so he won't become tummy until a Kohen says, you are Tame. and therefore, and similarly he won't become Tahor, unless the Kohen says, you are Tahor. So the question is, uh, may a person show his negayim to a Kohen on Chol hamoed? Obviously, if he gets good news, he'll be happy, but if he gets bad news, he'll be sad. So May says, yes, you can. And the Kohen just should be judicious in how he responds. If the Kohen sees that the, the nega is in fact Tahor, um, becoming Tahor or never was Tame, so then he indeed may say you know Tahorata, you are Tahor, and that will be a happy good news and a good tiding for the person and he'll be happy on the flip side says if the Kohen says uh oh there's a bad sign here the Kohen should simply um, be silent and say nothing at all and therefore the person retains the status quo and doesn't become Tame, notwithstanding the white blotch on his skin and after Cholomot is over after Yomot is over he'll go back to the Kohen and the Kohen will go back to him and tell him now he has to go you know, and deal with the fact that he is now Tameh, he's, he's a, is a, is a Mitzorah. But, The rabbis say no, the Kohen should neither rule it leniently, meaning Tahor, or strictly that it's Tameh, because the Chacham disagree that the Kohen has the right to sort of pick and choose his response, depending on what he sees. They understand that the Pesach says, those toras hanega. So, sorry, Zos Torus negat These are the rules. This is the halachas regarding the Tsaras affliction. Letaro o letamo. And the Pazak explicitly says whether it's to make a person Tahor or make him Tame. Therefore, the Chacham understand there's a requirement to call it like he sees it, and therefore he shouldn't see it at all. Because if he sees it, he'll be required, the Kohen sees it, he'll be required to tell the person with the white spot, you're Tame. If he is indeed Tame, and that could ruin his Cholamud, and therefore don't show it to him till after Cholamud, and that will be the din. Vaod Am a second thing Rabmer said is Adam At A person may collect the bones of his father and mother, because it is actually um good and makes him happy. Again, what's the backstory here? In the time of the Mishnah and really the couple centuries prior to the Mishnah's writing, the custom in Eritrael was to practice secondary burial. What that means is when a person died, they'd be put in the ground, kind of like how we do, um, but only for twelve months. During that time the body would decompose, and after that the bones would be collected, and that's the secondary burial, to be they'd be put inside something called an ossuary, like a bone box. And then the bone box would be put in a in a crypt. Within the crypts, like they had family burial crypts, and there were like little niches called Kuchen, and they would like the box would slide into the Kuch and be kept there. And so a person's all the relatives would be buried together perhaps in a single burial chamber. And um, so the secondary burial is the reinterring, if you will, inside the bone box of the deceased which originally had been buried in the ground. Now, what Rav here is saying is that a person can exhume his parents out of the ground and put them in the bone box because he's happy to see them get a proper honorable burial in his mind, like I assume in the mind of many people in time of the Mishnah, to just take a person... Your relative and put them in the ground to rot and decompose is not very, uh, muchubad, not very honorable. And that being the case, um, to give the person their final resting in a more dignified way, um, was something which was, was a pleasing to a person. However, Biosi Omer, evil Hilo, Biosi says, No way, it's, um, it's a, it's re, um, awakens those feelings of mourning in a person, and indeed, therefore, it would certainly put a damper on his. On his uh, cholamod, therefore a person should not exhume his parents to rebury them on cholamod. Um, just a little more on the rationale behind Reb, Meir, excuse, yeah, behind Reb Meir. So the Gemara ends up saying that Reb Meir holds that Simchas regel alav, that the person has the joy of the holiday upon him. And that's in response to the Gemara's kasha, that there's a mandated requirement to observe a day of availus of mourning when one re-interes, reburies his parents. So if that's the case, that would see the halacha is clearly saying that a person is supposed to feel mourning and saddened by the reburying of his parents. So if that's true, it's a kasha on Reb Meir. So the answer, Reb Meir, by saying that simchas her regla love, the joy of the holidays upon him, is saying the Reb Meir understands that actually a person is happy to give his parents a proper, dignified, final burial. Um, and the halacha of observing mourning is only uh for the honor of one's parents it it, ign- it signifies that he respects his parents properly and shows them the proper honor by observing a day of mourning when they get buried but actually a person is in his heart happier that they could be buried properly and finally then we left in the ground says rib mayor but again the halakh is like Reb Yossi, that we do not do this and therefore in our mishnah rabbi mayor is o for 2 as he typically is um the is not like in either case. Here, the law is like all see that we do not do secondary burial or exhuming bones. of parents on chol Finally, says the Mishnah: Lo yorer Adam al meso One shouldn't um, like reawaken the feelings of sadness over one someone who deceased in the died in the past, um, one of his relatives, by eulogizing him again, like say on the anniversary of his death or something. And also velo yaspideno and also a person shouldn't give a hespid for someone who died more recently this year, within 30 days of the regal. Um, these are two separate cases, whether it's a person who died recently within 30 days, with just, you know, this year, um, but more than 30 days from the, prior to the holiday, or they died in, a, say, a previous year, and there's just, you know, we're, we're reminding ourselves, what they would do in the time of the Mishnah would be to hire professional eulogizers who would really get the crowd um, moved and upset to appreciate the loss, what they've lost in the deceased, which of course is the point of the eulogy to make people appreciate what they've lost. So um, that shouldn't be done within 30 days of the holiday. Now, there's a mochlochus between Rav and Shmuel in the Gomorrah. Why? The bartender goes with Rav's explanation. Rav's explanation is, and this is really remarkable, that a person's going to end up having to pay the professional eulogizer. And since a person normally saves up his, like, money for 30 days prior to Yom Tov, so he has money to enjoy the Chag, this will cut into his Yom Tov budget, and therefore he won't be able to enjoy the Chag as much, and therefore a person should not make such an expense within 30 days of the of the uh, the holiday, lest he comes to not have the money he needs to fully enjoy the holiday as he wants to. Um, you see from there, of course, that in the time of the mission, people were incredibly poor, often, and... Um, and they didn't really use money for very much, right? So this, this is sort of a rare use. And other things, like the other things they use money for, let's say perhaps, you know, to buy some new clothing or, I don't know, a new bed or new knife or something, those things a person would enjoy on, on the regal if he needs them. But something like, you know, paying for someone to be eulogized that he gets no further benefit during a cholamot, and therefore he shouldn't do it um, because it cuts into the budget. Now, that's how the bartender explains it. Shmuel understands the issue is that if a person's upset over a eulogy, that upset lasts for, um, up to 30 days. So therefore, if you're eulogizing people within 30 days of the regal, that'll put a damper on one's spirits on the holiday itself. And the point of our Mishnah is here, one shouldn't do things that dampen one's spirits, so he can't fully fulfill the Samachta Bechagacha. There's obviously a very big nafka mina, halach difference in the two approaches. If you're gonna get a eulogy for free, Rav says that would be permitted. Shmuel said it still would be forbidden within 30 days. Um, the halacha, notwithstanding the Barton's explanation, is like shmuel, meaning, um, that one Ought not do new eulogies um, for people who died more than 30 days ago, within 30 days of the holiday, um, lest it put a damper on his uh, spirits that carries into the holiday and undermines his ability to fully fulfill the Samachta